love oh, every that. time. Every that, single it gets time. me standing up and supporting the troops. Jimi Hendrix style national, national anthem. anthem. I Never love it, old. and that's what America's rock bands are all about. Welcome to America's Greatest Rock Band, the podcast where we get to the bottom once and for all to who determine is, who, who is, is America's, America's greatest rock band. band. And we, of course, are Seb and Drennan. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. You're uh, welcome. We had a really great uh, episode last week. Talked about Gwar and how Gwar is the greatest rock band. Yeah. Of course, uh, we all know Gwar uh, poses aliens, uh, uh, Greek in origin. Their devil may care, no holds barred, goofy, sent to Earth to find a penis. Art, and they were from art school. And they, and Gwar Burger, I meant uh, Gwar Bar. Gwar Bar. And so, uh, before we get into it um, today, yeah, uh, I have to update some people, some pretty troubling news. Uh, Sorry about this, guys. So, you know, as everyone knows, we use YouTube almost exclusively for our main source of uh, media, music for and music, music and social, social media, media and clips and such, and therefore... And uh, apparently, uh, and this started after playing the Bat Dance uh, from the Prince song. Uh, we uh, very litigious. We got uh, we got put on some kind of a list from YouTube, and they sent me a really nasty email. This is na- some nasty stuff. And apparently, now I'm being uh, sued by a number of different music corporations because we're using these YouTube songs on our on our podcast. And we didn't even know. No, so yeah, we didn't know, and uh, we already have three strikes. We've been essentially shadow banned from YouTube, and so uh, the only you know media we're able to play now is from Ebombs World. So we're using ebombsworld.com right now, but uh, in it, the meantime, it's very limited. In the meantime, uh, since we're being sued, if you uh, we started a Patreon. Please. And if you want to donate a couple bucks to our Patreon for a legal defense against using these YouTube songs, it'd be very, very helpful. Uh, we need it. We need it. We don't have any extra content to give you. You will get nothing uh, for it. We're pretty busy. We're pretty busy. And we could really just use this break. Please. Uh, we need your help. Uh, and please stop yelling at us on Twitter. Yes. Uh, I we're we're trying the best we can here, and we're trying. And you know, this if you if you think if you think War is not America's greatest rock band, uh, you know, I don't know what to come tell on the you. Show come on the show. Come on the show. I guess. Faces. Yeah. Just don't yell at us. Just stop yelling at us. On the on the internet. So anyway, you men. All is to say, you know, we have a guest this week that is, I guess, the epitome of cool. This is yeah. a guy that works worked at Vice News, and so Vice, as you all know, is a very cool uh, multimedia kind of. They uh, do ads. They do ads. They do TVs. Yeah. They do. I think a movie. They have. They're on HBO now. And they also have their own channel, which is cool. That like they do programming for a, for different, a different channel and their own because they make network. so much. They make so much money. The cup this, runneth over. Yeah, and this company knows what's up. They know how to sell coolness and, and uh, the, totally the content. You, know, you can't escape it. Content is king, and Vice are the princes. And so uh, we have a Vice producer with us today, um, and. Uh, very interesting for me, a man named Sebastian. Sebastian Isher's here. Welcome, Sebastian. Thanks, guys. It's really, really nice to be here. Thanks for... Yeah. Which one of you said that? 
I know, right? So my name is Sebastian. We should clear this up early. My name is Sebastian. I okay. sound like this. And and my name is also Sebastian. But I think, don't you go by Seb on the show? Yeah. So that's actually very okay. interesting. If any of you talk to me, make sure it's called Seb. And we won't call you Seb. No. Maybe we could call you Sebby, and then that would make it even clearer just to be really like... What if you went by Bash? Oh, that's a great idea. Or so maybe we'll Bass. call you Bass, and he'll call me uh, Sebby. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, great. great. Bass and Sebi. I love that. So, uh, Bass. I'm still drinning. And you're still drinning. And so, Bass, uh, you know, you've heard, you're a listener of the show. Uh, we saw you at the last Viceland uh, house party at Music Hall of Williamsburg. And you were just going off on this one guy talking about, uh, you know, music and the state of music industry today. You yourself are a musician. You had all of these really great, interesting points. And I and that's what made me approach you. I said, oh, this guy seems like a guy who knows music. Yeah. And you've listened to our show before. You've commented on our Facebook page and our Twitter kind of sort of haranguing us. And, you know, you know the shtick. You know that it's no longer Velvet Underground. You know that it's not ZZ Top. It's not Talking Heads. It's, it's not, not Paramore. Paramore. It's, it's not, not Nirvana. Nirvana. It's, it's not, not the Ramones. The Ramones. It's, it's not, not the Coat, coat Hangers. hangers. It's, it's not Van, Van Halen. Halen. It's, it's not Prince. Prince. And it's, it's not Dvorak. It's, it's Guar. Guar is the greatest American rock band. And this is definitive. And you know we're contrarians. And we know how to butt heads. We're going to fight. So you're here today to talk about someone else. Who are you here to talk about? Well, initially I thought I would want to come on and talk about Joy Division because they are a classic sort of post-punk band. Um, okay. Um, and then I, I was thinking about that and I realized that this show is called Greatest American Rock Band. Yeah, and name of the podcast. Greatest American Rock greatest Band. American rock America's band. Greatest Rock America's, Band. American, yeah. yeah. And so the problem with Joy Division is that they're from England, actually. We already did that. Yeah, we, we did actually, Britain's greatest rock band. Oh, yeah, okay, we, right. we got to the bottom of that, and it was Muse. Pulp. And it, yeah, yeah, I it think it's a Muse little bit of Muse and, and a little, little bit of pulp. pulp. So, so what I what I was trying to do is find another band that would be very similar to Joy Division, but was American. And I think the closest American band would be the Ramones, the Doors, actually. Oh, the Doors. Oh, okay, okay. The Doors, the Doors are. Um, and we know about the Doors, yeah, of course. Of course, what we know about uh, the uh, the Doors were an American rock band formed in Los Angeles in 1965 with vocalist Jim Morrison, keyboardist Ray Manzarek, guitarist Robbie Krieger, and drummer John Densmore. They were among the most controversial, influential rock acts of the 1960s, mostly because of Morrison's lyrics and his erratic stage persona. And the group was widely regarded as representative of the era's counterculture. Right. And counterculture, would you, would you agree with that? You would agree with that? I, I think that's a very apt summary. Thank you. Great. And counterculture is a word we've heard before. We've heard this before with Talking Heads. Talking Heads, yes. And we've heard it before with Ramones. And Nirvana, I believe, counterculture. Yeah. Th those guys are all, you know. Uh, so... The Doors come along. And tell us a little bit about The Doors. I, I think it's arguable to say that without The Doors, none of those other bands would have existed because I think The Doors invented Dvorak? the idea of counterculture rock music. Okay. Counterculture rock music. When we're tired, this is a question I've been meaning to ask because counterculture comes up. A lot. A lot. And that's 
that's like people who work at like cafes and stuff and they are they're like behind a counter and they listen to it and then we walk in and you go oh well, this is good music what is this oh it's the ramones okay yeah what would it's, you say counterculture what, is if you had to say i mean it's like, not P- i think that's a, it is a good question i feel like the counterculture might be the culture that is against the mainstream culture at the time Oh. That is a sort of um, rebellion against the mainstream culture, or okay. questioning the culture. The I time. went the other way with it. Yeah. So the okay. So the doors are they come along, and after you know Paramore, after Ramones, after Velvet Underground, the doors are here, and so they're the first. The doors are the first. Historically, they are the first before Dvorak. I mean, I can't really talk about Dvorak on this. Because I have an NDA about it, but I can't really. Uh, I you can't, can't talk about Dvorak. No, I don't know anything about it, to be honest. Anton Dvorak okay. is yeah. one of America's don't, first greatest rock bands because he uses slave music. He, he, all kinds of different music. I'm strongly against slavery in any context. So is some. Dvorak, but he used it. Yeah. Yeah. What he, did, he was against slavery, but what he liked about it was the way it sounded and how he could uh, make money, make off, money of off of it. So Dvorak. So the doors come before Dvorak, is what you're saying? I guess I I can't really engage with the Dvorak, uh, you know, that kind of stream of the conversation right now, but I would. Sure. Okay. I, I can say that the door started in 1967. Okay. And were active for about five years. Okay. Oh. So they were, okay. So 1967, the doors are here and they're playing rock music. And what does rock music sound like at this time? Velvet Underground. It Andy was actually Warhol. it's a similar the historical era is the same that the Velvet Underground are a part of. But the right. sort of mainstream rock music at the time was kind of like more the Beatles or Joy Division. Joy Division is also later. Okay. Um but the Beatles or um, you know, the sort of big hits at the time were like Stevie Wonder and things like that. Little which were, Richard. Yeah, more um I think more sort of upbeat and kind of like Goofy. C- celebrating the flower power of the time and the kind of hippie ethos of free love. Okay. Oh, like a ZZ okay. Top kind of Yeah, thing. kind of a ZZ Top, long beards. Yeah. The beards, th- I think that's definitely very much part of that era, yeah. Right. Okay. So the doors come along. And I'm, and what makes the doors, I mean, now, now I know that they were formed in Los Angeles, which is continental United States. But what makes the doors American? Because L.A., you know, some people argue is, is not really is a coast. It's a coastal coast. elite. It's not necessarily Dictating American. what the rest of the country has to do. Yeah. Bow and, to their will. And when we say, you know, American Great Rock Band, the first thing people think of, CBGB. And that's not in L.A. Mm-mm. That's Ramones. And that's, that's New York. That's true. But no. the Doors were not originally from L.A. Jim right. Morrison is actually from Florida. Okay. Jim Morrison is the lead singer of, of the, the Doors. Of the, the, singer, the, the Doors. Doors. The Doors. And then was there? Do we talk about another? Somebody else is from Florida. Uh, Paramore. Uh, Haley. Paramore. Williams. Haley Williams from Florida. Mm. We'll have to check the notes on that. We'll have to check Tom the notes. Petty we'll get back is also to you. from Florida. Van don't know, Halen. Don't maybe. know what that is. Oh, yeah. maybe a Talking Halen? Heads. Maybe. Maybe Talking Heads were from Florida. No, I don't think so. Maybe uh, uh, mm, Prince, Prince. Prince is from but Florida. But I think I think that there's a sort of energy coming out of Florida in terms of this sort of swampy Southern vibe, which definitely carried into Boogie some Blues. Of Jim Morrison's ideas about music, and then the interesting thing is that those guys all met in L.A. at UCLA in film school, so they were not musicians at the time that they're kind of like war at art school talking heads at RISD RISD. Ramones Ramones, Andy Warhol Nyko right so I think these are all um, 
kind of like art rock bands by the virtue of the fact that they were all conscious of art movements at the time, and conscious so that, of okay. film and philosophy and things and like do that. Do you think that would you then could you make kind of the the jump that music is art? Could you? Could someone yeah. like make that kind of is that like, is that too much of a jump? If somebody were to say that, would you look at them like what? Like, or yeah, would you look at them painting like painting is art? Right on, my brother. Yeah. M- movie is art, but I, music is music art. I feel like you know, there's sort of different ways to look at this. The, the conventional okay. way to look at music is that it's more like a product that you can consume, kind of like a medication or something, or like sort of art. Art? No, not in the sense that it's a. Uh, it's not like a painting or a. Um, you know, a play that makes you question things. It's more it's something like that music. entertains you. It's something that is kind of like soothing to you or, uh, you know, like yeah. a, a comforting meal that yeah. you eat. Yeah. And so when we talk about art, it's not really entertaining. Like films no. are art, but they don't entertain you. Yeah. If a film entertains you, then it's, it's, not, it's art. not art. No, actually, I think you're right that it, it, isn't, it is art when it doesn't entertain you. I think that bringing those ideas of non-entertainment into... A format is what makes it art. Okay. Oh. So, interesting. Is so, this this podcast maybe then is art? I, I would say that this is definitely uh, art, what you guys are doing here. Yeah. Cool. But I um I think the thing that's interesting about Jim Morrison's ideas about I'm art sorry. is that they were... Hold, from- I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, I, that was a really interesting point you brought up. And just so that I... Just so... I, and I know, I think I know what you're trying to say. Art is what we, when you talk about art. I know about, these uh, are really kind of big and scary ideas for a lot of people. And the, I think the music of the doors is in some ways very frightening and disturbing when you yes. listen to it. So I'm, I get why you would also be upset, you know, well, having this conversation. You know, the doors is art. I think it's a specific kind of art. I guess you could say that it's more related to like sort of high art traditions, you know, that are taught in art school, for like example. Painting, high art, painting, painting drawing, theater, poetry, music. And, and but so that's interesting that you say that because like the doors, they're, they don't do poetry or anything like that. Well, they're no, like Jim, very against poetry. Jim Morrison was originally a poet and he, right. he emerged from the poetry scene. He was yeah. very influenced by the beat poets like Allen Ginsberg and uh, Joey Ramone. Okay. Yeah, so I guess in a way, you know, he came into music from outside of it, but also with a very formed understanding of what art was. And but so that's okay. interesting that you bring up poetry though, because when I think poetry, I what do I think? I think words. Riddles. Poetry is words and riddles. But but music sometimes doesn't have words at all. And so is that what makes the doors so different is that they come along and now they they're using words they're putting in words music. in the music and normally then, it's just major minor chords drums uh bass player send no letter send no letter is an example of a song uh openness imagination crucifix a flat the suite of songs and live performance and purple rain but what makes the poet what makes words why what why how do words fit in to in terms of music? Where do words come into play? Uh, well, I mean that's a really big question which I think every band has to answer yeah. individually in its own way. But the thing about Jim Morrison's ideas about music was that he wrote poetry first and so he didn't play any musical instruments and when he went to the rest of the band and said, "I have a song," he would just sing the song 
a cappella with the words that he had. And the other guys would then try to write music to it. So I love that. A great musician okay. is someone who can't that doesn't know music. He didn't know music. He couldn't write chords or play any instruments at all. But he had no he, talent for music. For, it didn't stop him from trying. And he tried. And he tried. And what he ended up making was art. Exactly. Art. And art first and then music second. You it's clear when you listen to the doors that music is absolutely secondary to, to the, what they were the doing. Art. I think an important thing to remember also is that they were really phenomenally interesting as a live band because of the way that he performed like music. Like Gwar. Very similar to Gwar in a way. But, they had hoses but, with blood but, and cum. But before the, because they happened much earlier in the timeline of rock and roll, sure, they were sort of groundbreaking in how they produced their shows and how he acted on stage. Okay, like oh, okay, so okay. he so he, he incorporated did, a lot of theatrical elements, like and Van Halen acting. with the curtain. He never used his hose. He did actually use his hose, and that's one of the big controversies about the Doors in terms of um, you know some of the later stuff. I don't know if we want to get to that this early in the podcast because there's a lot of the sort of downfall of the doors that's interesting to talk about and and every great the greatest of anything always has a downfall that's yeah. right and, and that's what makes them compelling is the arc because you you get to see a hero fall and that's what makes a story american exactly yeah. and i think in the case of the doors their rise was so meteoric and their fall was so sudden they basically created uh, like eight albums worth of music within five years. Wow! And then Jim Morrison died at age twenty-seven. Oh, he's dead. He he was totally yeah. He, he was so you can't. Aww. So when you say live performance, you're kind of speaking in in the past tense. Like live performance. You wouldn't see them now live. Almost all of this conversation is happening retrospectively right now. So we're talking about things that have happened in the past. You know, thirty, forty years in the past. Okay. Okay. So we're supposed 50 to. Years we're in the supposed past. to. Okay. Yeah. So we're supposed to be in the past now? This guy was 27? I, yeah. But in the I past? Think, I think this, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, what is the Brock band that you would most want to see live yeah. of any time in history? Yeah. And, and Prince. some people say Prince or Gwar. Led Velvet Zeppelin Underground. or Velvet Underground. You know, Paramore. Bands, bands that are not possible to be. Paramore you could still go and see now. But right. like Prince sure. is also deceased. Uh, Lou Reed is dead, so you can't see the Velvet Underground. All these Dang bands. Are, but, yeah. But I would say the the one band that I would love to see the most if I if I could time travel to that place would ZZ be Top. The Doors. Top. Oh, The Doors. ZZ Top is actually still touring, so you could see them. Good. Well, that's why I figured you. That's the one you would want to see because you can because you could see actually them. do it. I mean, having uh, you know, I think I think a uh, uh, maybe this is a tangent, but I think a big problem we're seeing today is too many people are trying to do things that they just can't do. And if we could just focus, we could come together and we could just focus on what we can actually accomplish. Yeah, I can't see the doors is what you're saying. Right. I can't see them, but I would love to see them. Yeah. In, in a sort of hypothetical universe where we can talk about things that we could do but can't do, yeah. I think the doors... Yeah. It's okay, pal. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's so we talked about the fact that they um, met in film school, I think, which is an important part of why um, he was such an interesting performer because he had like watched. Like Talking Heads is David Byrne, and he does movies. 
That's he right. Did a movie. Yeah, and they did a soundtrack. They of a made movie. a soundtrack. And so the Prince Doors made a soundtrack. And Prince made Batman. Guar made soundtrack. Right. So, but if you if we jump thirteen years earlier or, or fifteen years earlier, we're in Dvorak territory. I think the timeline is is kind of fuzzy for me. So I I would re- prefer if you don't bring up Dvorak anymore. Sorry. I, I think it's interesting to play with these ideas. I just don't know enough about it. To, to comment, and I don't want to mislead the audience by talking about something I don't know. Yeah, that makes we, sense. We that checks out. That totally that checks out. Show. Don't want to do that. Definitely don't want to do that on our show. We appreciate you being here. Yeah. No, I appreciate that you guys invited me because I think it's very important what you're doing. So, Jim Morrison made movies in college, is what you're saying? And he was, he was also influenced by like philosophers at the time. Like, he was into Nietzsche, he was a big study, uh, a big student of existentialism. Okay. And he sort of saw man as like an alienated existential figure. And that reflected in a lot of the sort of characters that he created in his songs. Well, that's actually brings up an interesting point because I was, I was thinking as you're saying that to me, kind of a question that's probably in my head is what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, you know, you're going to die. There's a futility surrounding everything you yeah. do. And yet so you're here talking I, on a podcast. Why? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I And I'm glad that you're saying this out loud because I'm thinking it in the back of my mind, afraid to say it out loud. But I'm also wondering, what am I doing here? Why? Right. And I think that is the beauty of art is that it makes you ask these kind of questions. And Jim Morrison is the guy who brought that into a mainstream rock and roll format by making okay. people think about death, you know, uh, some of the very dark sides of human nature, like incest, murder, you know, patricide, drug overdoses, just things that are really on the outer limits for a lot of people to think about. Cool. And he yeah. got those he got those songs onto the you know the Billboard top one hundred charts. They've sold a hundred thousand, I mean a hundred million records. His songs about incest and patricide. Yeah. And- Drug overdose? Drugs or, uh, you know, psychedelic drug experiences in the desert and things like that. Uh, oh, boy. Well, yeah. Uh, we have, so, so we have if a you guys, song. We have a song to play, but... I guess this is kind of what the doors... This is... We did the research and... I mean, these are, this is... This is actually... We... This it, coincidentally... The one song that kept coming up over and over on the message boards that was The Doors' greatest song is also the only song that's on E-Bomb's world. That we're allowed to, play, allowed legally. to play legally. But so. can, I just, can I just preface this? Because I feel like sure. a lot of the music of The Doors now kind of sounds really bad. I mean, especially the sort of keyboard playing and this kind of easy listening vibe of some of their songs. I don't think that this song will represent those things. Okay, but I want to just, uh, you know... I want to address that because I think it is a big concern with a lot of people don't like The Doors. And I think the music of The Doors hasn't necessarily aged as well as the kind of aesthetic experimentation that went into the the band. Well, you look at the comments on the video and they say things like, ooh, elevator music, or why does this guy sound like this, or um, idiot. And then some comments you see that's like, music now doesn't even compare. Yeah, so, you know, I think that the music, it, it speaks for itself, probably, and um, I don't know, let's play it's it. It's a great example of a Doors song. Do you know the warm progress under the stars? Do you know we exist? Have you forgotten the keys to the kingdom? Have you been born yet, and are you alive? 
Let's reinvent the gods, all the myths of the ages. Celebrate symbols from deep elder forests. Have you forgotten the lessons of the ancient war? We need great golden copulations. Fathers are cackling in trees of the forest. And so I hear what you're saying yeah, about wow. like complete lack of music. You know and we the poetry slaughters and uh, it's at the forefront. And that's and that's called the Doors American Prayer. And the kind of mysticism yeah, and the mystery of like TV. delving into sort of religious ideas almost. And it's got this kind of like primal, tribal, very Dvorak like. Very, it feels, yeah, it feels reminiscent of Do Dvorak you know, and, and I loved how you were talking about his poetry and his philosophy. It was one of the lyrics, do you know we are ruled by TV? That's such a, I've never even thought about that. And yeah. I think like, you think like, oh my God, we kind of are. Yeah. And Jim Morrison is saying these revolutionary ideas in like a very real and melodic sense and it uh it definitely gets you it gets you thinking it's like whoa the moon is a dry blood beast like i get that yeah. that's poetry and i mean to think that this guy you know wrote all of this music and then died at age 27 as a bloated sort of alcoholic in a bathtub yeah, but what if he hadn't died? You know, the, the oh, he would have had trajectory. so many great other ideas just, about so, things. So he died. So the Doors started in '67. Mm-hmm. They he, Jim Morrison. They last five years. So so he was probably 22 when they started. Yeah, I think and he was so early 20s. This yeah. is what's cool about this is I think about I'm not 22. I'm a little I'm bit not older. Not 22 either. And Seb, I are think you 22? Ab- yeah. I, I I'm not. I haven't been 22 in a long time, but I feel like I can remember something. Yeah, yeah. I, so like I, to I be 22. When I remember being 22, I remember being insufferable. All of my 22 year old friends were terrible. Yeah, uh, uh, we were bad people. Yeah, we did bad things and we had stupid ideas. And this guy's so smart. He's so, he's smart. so smart. He's so he's unlike so any twenty-two. Unlike any twenty-two. And I wish he was around because I can already imagine a great Van Mor- uh a great Morrison song with the lyric, "Everyone's on their phones." All the phones are the cactus. Yeah, and every, the desert and, is and dead. It, and what's the deal with Uber? And I think that a lot of times you get these prophets that come along. They come along, and they're here for too short a time people like van people Halen, don't get them and they they and get ostracized they don't appreciate them for you their push them aside and their true poetic because there were no poets at this time and before you know it they're gone there was no philosophy at this time there was only van morrison i i feel like maybe um he might have actually changed over his lifetime and become like a huge tech investor and been involved in things that's like true. Uber. He became yeah. a tech guy. I would, I would predicted that's if that's he had not the, died, that's where he would have ended I, up. I think he would have stopped drinking and gotten into, you know, yoga and a sort I, of more new age health kind of regiment. I mean, yeah. And he would say things like, I unfurl my mat and I do my stretch. And as the, as the sun rays expand, so then the night becomes us. That's, beautiful and that sounds like something van morrison would say i'm just channeling it yeah and but that's i think what's so great about his art is that it, it is so accessible that you can immediately latch onto it and then it sort of 
goes it flows through you, you know. There's nothing more American than that. There's nothing Just more American. Something flowing through something, you without uncontrollable e- e- flow. Immediately finding something and yeah. then immediately commodifying it and uh, dying. Dying. Yeah, that's I, the American. I think the one thing we should also talk about, which was related to that thing that you mentioned about his hose earlier, is that um, part of why the band was so controversial is that he had these live um, performances that ended up getting him arrested multiple times because they were public um, displays of indecency. He would like uh, insult the audience, take out his penis and um, mime masturbation, you know, doing wow. very, wow. very controversial That's things. That's so cool. That's awesome. That's so Vice. Wow. Now I know why this, you like like This was even before Vice existed. Is that you know? true? Oh, yeah. okay. Because we're still talking retrospectively. This is like 1970, 1971. So he's, he's never concurrent. He's never concurrent. He's never been covered in Vice at all, actually, because the magazine was founded much after him. Vice okay. is a magazine. Yeah. It's a TV. But I think what you guys are doing is very similar to what the early Vice was like in terms of in terms of finding subcultures. And I like then to consider myself a early Vice. Young Gavin McGinnis. And asking a lot of questions, you know, that are sort of uncomfortable and like maybe making people feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Well, Seb, you certainly did a great job making me feel bad about myself today, talking about... uh, What's the point? What's the point? You mentioned Nietzsche and beat poetry and dark and incest. And these are things I haven't really thought about ever. And... uh, I mean, this might be the last episode for a while. Yeah, if I'm I, being, if I'm being honest, if I'm being completely honest, this might be the last episode for a while because I need the, to I mean, figure some stuff out. Well, I think. Well, the one thing that we for sure figured out is that the Doors are America's greatest British rock, rock band. band. We and know then, that the Doors then, are America's the, greatest the, rock. The band. The other thing that we figured out is who cares? What's the point? What's the fucking point? Who cares? I, I think it's uh you know that that idea of the uh, William Blake poem. The some what? Are born to sweet delight, and some are born to endless night. That idea of of. Uh, you know, a sort of torment, a please, life in hell that some stop. of us live. Please stop. What? I mean, what? Okay, we okay. get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a slave to a TV. Counterculture. You know, there's this guy, he, he doesn't need to put a shirt on. Is art entertainment? Who cares? Who cares? Joy pull, Division. Pull out your hose and say goodbye at 27. Uh, well, um... Thanks to Seb. Thank you guys for having me for on. For coming on the show. You know, I feel like it, it kind of turned into a huge bummer. And uh, and maybe that's that's okay. Maybe that's how we feel these kind of feelings. Yeah, let us know. I you don't, know, reach out to us on Twitter at America's Great E1 and let us know, is it okay? I don't know what this feeling is. I, mean, I don't like it, but I don't know what to do about it. Seb, do you have anything you want to plug? Even on, you know, the Apocalypse Now movie with that famous song? No. The the Martin Sheen freakout scene. Yeah. Yeah, the Martin Sheen freakout scene. Yeah, Yeah, I love that movie. You remember that famous scene with the the mirrors going overhead and he punches the mirror? And making people think about death, incest, murder, 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 patricide, 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 patricide. I guess I I gotta think about some stuff now. I have a lot to think about. What is why am I here? Who is America's greatest rock band?
It's about finding the most elemental American rock band, the thing out of which comes so much. Textro's rock and roll. Textro's rock and roll. Textro's rock and roll. Textro's rock. What is life? Four. Some of the finest. Some of the finest blues. Boogie blues. Jeez. Jeez. Absurd. Art. Art. What is the point? A combination going on between punk music and pop music called pop punk. Who am I? Going from loud to soft, and loud to soft, and loud to soft. So they come along, and so they come along. They come along. Now finally, now finally, here comes the first punk Why am I here? Sleepy drummers, sleepy drummers. The great art comes from agitation. What is life? Electricity is generated from a power plant. Why am I here? Most of the time, music is very popular. Dionysian versus Epidemian. Wow, there you go. And there it is. Uh, the Doors. The Doors. America's Greatest, Greatest Rock, Rock Band. Band. Figured it out. We did it. That's well, easy peasy. Thank you so much, Seb. It's been a pleasure having you. And um, here's another song by The Doors. And we're going to play it now. It's the same one as before. Let's reinvent the gods, all the myths of the ages. Celebrate symbols from deep elder forests. You've forgotten the lessons of the ancient war. We need great golden copulations. The fathers are cackling in trees of the forest.